When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm seeing something. It's smiling at me. But not a friendly smile. The worst smile I've ever seen in my life. Do you see it right now? Smile. Rated R. Only in theaters September 30th. Hello and welcome to episode 48 of Potterooney. 48. Brought. Hi, this is Sid Rainey. I'm talking to you, Sid. We're sitting here enjoying a couple of bottles of Jack Cody's. What, what are you drinking there? I'm having a lot of puck for me money. <laughs> puck. And it's I'm, a puck. I'm having a smiggy. It's and they're lovely, lovely beers. Lovely craft beers yeah. from Drada made from... Strong. Hops. Yeah, strong in a good way, though. Yeah. And a good, strong Nice taste. buzz. Mm. Nice mm. buzz. I, I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm getting a buzz here going at... Um, uh, pretty, it's pretty much two o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good yeah. afternoon buzz. And I, I'm supposed to be going fishing, but uh, oh, are you? Yeah, but, but you know, I, I'll go fishing with this puck. That'd be fine. You'd be fine fishing. You can fishing fish with a puck on a, on a on a Jack Hody's buzz. Actually, who gives a puck? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Sid. So, uh, I'll just introduce you now. Uh, you, uh, I met you years ago. when You were in a band called the Amazing Colossal Men. L- yeah. Later to become Compulsion, isn't that correct? That's right. Yes, indeed. And you were in Guernica. Yeah. And uh, uh, you went on to much bigger things than Guernica. You went on and toured all over the world, did you? We did. We did. We did. Um, we did. We uh, yeah. We who did you tour with? Oh my God! Um, Monastery Preachers, uh, <clears throat> Popular E itself, um, the what you call those guys um, uh, with the guitars. You know the uh, rock fellas sing the rock. Oh, God mighty, uh, he's got a really annoying voice. Um, oh. Billy Corgan. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <coughs> oh. That fella. Yeah. Yeah. There's two elves. What's the name of the band? The, name of the, <laughs> the song Tonight. Tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1960, the 1970s, whatever the song was. A great song, actually. Really, really. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Billy Corgan's band. Anyway. Yeah, Billy Corgan's band. Yeah, yeah. You told The Corgans. <laughs> <laughs> Billy and the Corgans. <laughs> you heard of them? Uh, yes, we, we, in we, States. No, no, we 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 did a couple of shows with them in um, in London, wow, in cool. Br- Brixton Academy. And and Pop Elite itself, where did you do? Yeah, we oh pop the poppies we did did all over Europe and all over America. Wow. Yeah, and and Clint now Clint Mansell. Yeah. Um, is now one of the top um, movie um, composers oh, really? in, in the world, really. Oh. All Darren Aronofsky, uh, <clears throat> Darren Aronofsky's yeah. movies from Pi, Requiem for a Dream, yeah. Black Swan. Um, I introduced him to uh, Duncan Jones, who is Zowie Bowie. And mm-hmm. he did Moon. Moon, brilliant film. Yeah, and he's doing, he's doing um, Duncan's next movie now as well. Mm. Um, uh, he's done. Uh, he's he, his new new film is called High Rise. He's mm. uh, he's up there with with with, with the best, you know. Oh, cool. And Gar- Gareth Lee, who was in the in Compulsion, he's he's 
producing as well. He's producing big time. Yeah, he's he once again he's like um you know one of the uh, just well, well sought after. Working with you too, is he? He, he you too. He he's responsible for Snow Patrol. Snow Patrol. Yeah. Uh, REM. Yeah. Um, the others. Um, yeah. Block Party. Um, what is he? Oh oh, guess who else? What? Uh, what's that girl's name? You know the. the uh, you you know you again. want. You know you want, don't you? Uh, she's uh, Jack Cody's responsible uh, for this lack of memory. Puck this. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know you. Uh, oh, um, t- Taylor uh, Swift. T- Taylor Swift. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, not. Call, he's called Jackknife, is he? He's uh, called Jackknife. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he did Robbie Williams' last album as well. Jesus. And his brother Derek was in. Derek was your bass player. Mm-hmm. I was Gareth's um, bass player. You were Derek's bass player. My God. No, uh, Derek was my bass player. Yeah. You got the wrong way around. No, Go no, on. no. I said, Derek was your bass player. I was Gareth's oh, bass yeah, player. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got it the right way around. Sorry. Jesus. Um, Have some more Smiggy. <laughs> <laughs> um... And you directed the uh, the video of uh, Dean Gurry, who's uh, we're, uh, he's going to be on now in a few minutes with uh, with uh, Jason Byrne. And yeah. um, <clears throat> cool, it's a great video, fair play. Yeah, and you did mm. a fuck. You can curse on this. A fucking amazing, amazing job. Yeah, <laughs> you were um, uh, almost uh, outstanding. That, that's why you're the only person in the video. I am. <laughs> <laughs> It's all Joe. But you're doing uh, Dean's second video yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, And it's all Dean in that. It's, Ec- except? Yeah, except for... I might. A little cameo for yeah, you. Yeah, I might do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> I will do it. I hope. Of course I will do it. I so, hope yeah. you turn up. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, I'll get someone who looks like you um, to just walk past. looks like me. Well, uh, this, this is true. I didn't, didn't want to say much more than that, but yeah, yeah. Actually, somebody said I looked like one of the guys in Dragon's Den. One of the English fellas in Dragon's Den the other day. I can't remember his name. Anyway, so you could get him. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, listen, it's great chatting to you, Sid. It's good to see you again. You're, you know, I see you every now and then uh, you're over here in Sligo, so, and I'm in Mead, so it's, it's hard yeah, to... Yeah, and no, ho- hopefully we'll... Uh, we'll yeah, do something, uh, you know. Film wise. Film wise in the future, like in the future. Uh, I, ha- I have a, I have a plan for you. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, and I'll have a script for you in in in. Uh, no, yeah, we're, probably we're July. Talking about that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that'd be good. Um, you're heading off to. I LA. loved you as Hitler, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, that Hitler film <laughs> should be coming out soon. Uh, I, I can't wait to see that. It's one of the great parts. Hitler, Jesus Christ, and. Uh, um, Theresa, what's it? Mother Theresa. Mother. <laughs> that's a part, but I'm not old enough looking yet for that part. I, no, you look good, pal. You get another good. twenty years, I can do Mother Theresa. And that is that. That'll be. The, I haven't done Jesus. Too late to do Jesus. Fuck. Well, couldn't grow the grow the beard any. Well, it's going to take a while to um get, get the facial hair going. I could play God, but um, yeah, you, you could play Judas. Judas. Because he had a short beard, didn't he? Was a little shorty. You, you kind of like you, you'd like, you know Judas you know what he my, someone I wanted to call him Judas Adolf Rooney oh Jesus I just wanted those names uh, ironic oh Jesus uh, yeah <laughs> Adolf is one of the names that you know 
you got to take those names back. Take them back from Hitler. Take Adolf back. Call your kids Adolf. Yeah. Take the name back. Yeah, clean the name. Yeah, Cl- yeah. Clean it up, like, the you know what I mean? Judas, I mean... You know, um, Osama. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Osama Rooney. Yeah. Osama Rooney. Bin Laden Rooney. Like, just Osama. do it. Just clean these names up. Get rid of the past. Osama Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, listen, uh, we've done enough talking shite. Uh, this is uh, Jason Byrne and Dean Gurry. Have a great night. You're all uh, you're all drinking Jack Cody's beer. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. It's fucking brilliant beer. Anyway, um, so so we're gonna have a. Uh, it's it's radio. It doesn't matter. You you can put that on the counter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so first we're gonna have a fella that I actually am in his uh, video for your latest single, and uh, he's a brilliant uh, songwriter. He's a, a, a great musician, and he's from you're from Sligo. Yeah, we should talk to you when you come up. Uh, give a big round of applause for Dean Gurry. Yeah. Dean, what are you going to sing? Uh, I think we'll do the song that you were in the video for. We'll do a little kind of a stripped down acoustic version of "Give Me a Chance." Cool. You think I, you think I, you think I, you think I, you think I. chance to make it better One last chance to make it right You think I wasted all this time Wondering why the things I seen I could not reach. I still touch the, still touch the sky. Give me a chance to make it better. One last chance to make it right. They say whatever they believe It helps them breathe I pray wherever 
for this merely The calling is true and uh, Calling is true and real Give me a chance To make it better One last chance To make it right Brilliant. And uh, the uh, video is good. I don't know I'm in the video, but fuck, it is good video. It is good video. No, it is a great video. And it's uh, a single? Uh, the single, yeah. It's, is uh, out now? No, Spotify and all that stuff. Spotify. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, uh, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, do you, you do a bit of surfing, do you? I do a bit, yeah. yeah. Every day? or Quite a bit. It used to be every day until I picked that thing back up again. The guitar, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's sort of yeah. surfing came between me and that for a... Uh, Couple of years, and I kind of missed that, so I got back into that. So I'm not getting in the water as much. And then also, a 17 and a half month old is keeping me out of them. Are, are you surfing, or like, have you surfed uh, outside of Ireland as well? Or you, uh, I surfed in Indo and uh, yeah, uh, France and quite a few places as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've done a bit. I've done my fair share. I live pretty close to the sea anyway, so it's. I'd be mad. Not you can actually to walk down to it, can you? You, you would two minute walk. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's. Oh, Sligo, ah, yeah, hey, there's some Karen, from Sligo. Karen. There's another uh, surfer, surf chick. Is <laughs> <laughs> like that area around Sligo and up to Bumdoran, is that like a really great place for surfing? Is it's fantastic. We're spoiled, yeah. yeah. We've got the beaches mm. and the reefs and uh, Mullock Moor for six months of the year. People come from bloody all over the world to mm. watch guys towing into 40 foot and 50 foot waves yeah. with uh, you know jet skis and stuff. So you, you jet ski out? Yeah, but uh, I'm normally sitting in my van with a cappuccino watching these guys. Uh, I, I, that certainly wouldn't be me. That <laughs> wouldn't be me. Uh, but, uh, yeah. They, oh, that's they, cool, yeah. I've done lessons. Like I did uh, four uh, lessons over a period of four years. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> You're doing well. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's very frustrating. But my son, he's, he's 70 now, but he could 
he just took it up. We got to get him up sometime, actually. Yeah, pop I will. Up, I'll bring yeah. him over. Yeah, pop up and uh, stay the night. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. It's very frustrating now when your son is so good at shit that you're trying to do. But anyway, <laughs> oh, well, thanks, Ernie. So you're going to play a song later? Absolutely. Yeah. For okay. Sure. Brilliant. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Dean. Thank you. Cheers. Okay. Now I'm uh, going to bring on uh, one of my favourite comedians of all time, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, You've done, oh, well, he's done loads of stuff, like uh, a sitcom called Father Figure, and he's just a brilliant live comedian as well. Um, He tours all over the world, particularly in Australia, Edinburgh Festival every year, I think. Let's talk to him anyway now. Let's give a big round of applause for Jason Byrne. No. Oh, hi, Joe. Hi, everyone. Thanks. That was brilliant. That, That was very good. Hi, Jason. I just, I know you can play the guitar. I can't. I feel terrible. Because I tried to learn it in a day when I was a kid. Did you, yeah? Yeah. I didn't understand that you did the rhythm with your hand like this. You yeah. know, like my, my mate tried to teach me, um, what you call it, Yellow Submarine. Yeah. And I tried to learn it by just going like this with my right hand. You know what I mean? And changing the chords, but not actually playing it. All right, yeah. Just I didn't one. understand. I had no rhythm at all. I didn't know that. You know when you're doing your fucking... I didn't know that. Yeah, so yeah, I, I yeah. just thought you just, you just did that. And, yeah, yeah. and everything over here did everything. But I didn't realise that that mainly does but everything. But it doesn't really matter because you can just say did a little bit and that's Oh, fine. yeah. Well, I don't yeah. think a lot of people go to see you. I think that, you that <laughs> You're going did a little bit and another fellow was going. I to play an instrument. You know, and just did the whole lot. I don't know which one I'd pick. Maybe maybe I'd pick the the fiddle if I could just have one tomorrow. That's a cool one. To play? Well, I was on a boat in Dubai last week, which I know is a bit of a hop, that that what I just said there. Yeah. And uh, there was a man from, I think the, <laughs> I think he was from the IRA because uh, he looked like it and he was just fucking lashing away on a fiddle on a, on a yacht in Dubai and it just looked cool. Yeah. And we were just like telling funny stories-ish and it was just so shit compared to his fiddly diddlies. And <laughs> it was about 800 years old, this thing he was playing. This is funny. Actually, you played, do you play McGettigan's in, in Dubai, right? Yeah, you've been there as well, haven't I've you? I've been there, yeah. You've been there, yeah. And it's, it, the culture's amazing. And uh, Zero. No, there is no culture. It's just, <laughs> no, yeah. it's just it, a desert with a load of high-rise. Yeah, I don't know who, who, who the locals are because there wasn't any locals oh, yeah, in Dubai. It was just, it's Emir- they're called Emiratis, I think. Yeah. Which sounds well, the locals really don't do any work, do they? Because you're given a house when you get married, isn't it? If I don't know. It's like Chinese Whispers Dubai. Yeah. You, you're given a house and then the oil is free if you're from there mm. and you're allowed to drive as fast as you can and you can kill somebody and it's not your fault. Yeah. But that's none of that is true. <laughs> So no, I, I that, think that's actually. just us a lot when we're there on holidays. We well, go, oh, you know that lot are now killed or killed someone and buried them well, in the sand. No, but sorry, they do not actually, because all the people working, they're either from the Philippines or Pakistan or India, isn't that? You don't meet people oh, from Dubai. No, no. Well, I, well, I met to. Well, actually, well, the last gig I did there, I was like, it's Sheikh Mohammed is the guy who runs uh, Dubai, Dubai, right? right. And then it's Sheikh Khalif that runs Abu Dhabi. And I didn't know Abu Dhabi is the capital of the Emirates. Emirates. Oh, is it? Yeah, I thought Dubai was. And as well, Emirates has got like seven different kind of countries in there as well. So not like, they kind of call Dubai and Abu Dhabi different countries. I don't know why they're not. Yeah. They're like two little towns. Yeah. But anyway, the guy, Sheikh Mahab, the guy who runs Dubai, he's a messer. So I was slagging him off on stage because he keeps building buildings. Was he there? No. Oh, Jesus. Right, okay. no, yeah. 
and he keeps getting his face put on the buildings. Did you notice that? Yeah, you're there? his face is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he just wants his face everywhere. <laughs> so I kept, I kept, I pretended to be his PA, yeah, and getting rang at three a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and he go, "Hello, who's this?" It's Sheikh Mohammed. And she, and she go, "Oh Jesus, Sheikh, it's three a.m. What the fuck do you want now?" And he, yeah. he, he, I was doing this in front of four hundred people in 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 Dubai, and he was he was going, "I want another building, but we just fucking finished one. I don't give a shit. I want another one and put my fucking face on it." And he hang up, right? <laughs> And then he rings straight back and he goes, no, I changed my mind. Get another building, twist it and put my fucking face on it. There's, <laughs> there's a building in Dubai that's twisted because he asked for that. Yeah. But anyway, the funny thing is that they ran out of money. They actually went into recession. Dubai ran out of money. Dubai ran and out of money. they were building a big hotel at the time, is that? Yeah, they ran out of money. They were building uh, the Burj Khalifa, which is the tallest building in the world. Yeah. And it was going to be called the Burj Mohammed, Sheikh Mohammed Baduda, but he ran out of money and he had to ring your man in fucking Abu Dhabi. Which is his brother. I think it's his brother. Yeah, we're not okay. sure. That's what we say. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they said, uh, he said, I've run out of money. Give us some cash. And he went, oh, you fucking idiot. Like, literally, have you been putting your faces on buildings again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And he went, yeah, can he, he goes, can I, and I can't finish the uh, the building. And he went, I'll give you, you can finish it if you let, if you let me call it the Burj Khalif. And that's why it's called the Burj Khalif, because you have to get the cash for it. And yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. anyway, that, long story short, I said all that on stage. And afterwards, two Emiratis came up to me and said, I can't believe you just said that in public. Yeah. I went, what? And they said, if his men were here, like just even having a drink or anybody involved in them would have had to take you away just out of respect. They would have had to put you away put somewhere. You, put you in prison. And I thought they were messing. And he was going, oh, we're not fucking messing. This is serious. What, yeah. you, what you just did, you're a jammy, lucky bastard. for not. Well, they were Amiratis. They didn't say jammy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them said that they were in, they were in school. They were like, oh, my Muhammad. I know. Yeah. Oh, oh my oh, Muhammad. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I can't but, believe what he said. <laughs> O-M-M. O-M-M, the Bible, Khalif. <laughs> but he said that he, he was in school with, with uh, Sheikh Mohammed's kids and nobody was allowed to speak to them. He had yeah. to get permission to speak to the fucking kids. Really? And then, I mean, no, these ones are teachers. This is other kids talking to their kids. That's and there's me terrible, going, isn't it? Here's me going, put my fucking face on it. Yeah, yeah. I could have been in prison. <laughs> So yeah, I, I was uh, doing that gig in McGettigan's and it's in a, it was in like a beer garden. So the, mm. the, the sound was going up and there was people living nearby. And the fella on before me, I think it was uh, Andrew Andrew Stanley, was cursing an awful lot. You know, he's, oh, so they're all Muslims. He was, he was saying, I oh, fucking can't know that. <laughs> and uh, someone in the, the apartments called the police. But they arrived when I was on stage. So I was just doing... <laughs> I was just doing my thing, and then the manager of the of the of the bar was just at the came to the side stage, and he was he's trying to call me over, and I had to kind of keep calling him. And then he was no cursing, and so yeah, while I was on, he was telling me not to curse. And were the coppers there? I looked up in the uh, balcony, and there was just two cops standing there. And what did they do? Well, they just looked at me, and oh, it wasn't cursing. I'd stop cursing really quickly. Did they go like that? Did they go? No, they just kept I'm a hala hala. Yeah, but I was fine. But. Yeah, it's funny you should say about the IRA because the Wolf Tones played uh, the Wolf Tones played McGettigan's and they show loads of videos of Northern Ireland and and like uh, the barricades and all this kind of stuff oh. and the police came down they said what's this this is like oh, terrorist stuff and they took them in they, were, they took they, them they, into, they into the cop station they closed down the bar and questioned them yeah, questioned the Wolf Tones yes <laughs> that's hilarious like, I mean we all know the Wolf Tones are locked imagine that <laughs> yeah. just so. hammered anyway yeah. that's a uh, that's um that's a chic. Uh, what's his name? Hammered. Oh yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Hammered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that must, right? must have a pint. That's another is, guy. Oh wow. Well, yeah. Is, it's brilliant. It okay, can't sorry, be racist okay. anymore. Sorry about that. Anyway, yeah, but you can. 
It doesn't matter. Anyway, we're always get, we always get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, I got in trouble once in uh, in Edinburgh for I didn't realize, but you know, um, I was just flying. My head was flying, and there was two Chinese people in the front. This is I mean, this has absolutely happened, mm. and I forgot I was in Edinburgh as well. And that this phrase is only really Irish anyway. Mm. And I said, "Oh, lads, how are you? Welcome back." Oh, I remember we were in the nip on the beach in Ireland, and everybody thought I was calling them nips. <laughs> But I meant naked, you know, that's that's what we say. And then afterwards, I didn't realise that someone went, I can't believe you call those two people nips. <laughs> and I said, no, I meant, oh, Jesus, I meant naked. So they literally left the venue. I mean, oh, no, I mean I've had they? so much. Yeah, well, no, they, no, I mean, they'd left before I could apologise. But I'm right, sure, yeah, yeah. hopefully, they didn't hear me say nip. And I just said too fast. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads of, yeah, they, they loads of stuff that's happened to me in Edinburgh. I had... Mm. Um, had, oh yeah, I ruined uh, an engagement once in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. There was people in. in there was a guy in the front, and he was with this girl. And, I, and he said something to me. I said, "Oh, is that your girlfriend?" And he went, "Yeah." I said, "Oh, she's lovely. She's really gorgeous, and she looked really gentle and nice." And I said, "You should, you should really, you know, sort that out. You should maybe marry her." And he was going, "Oh yeah, yeah." I went, "No, really, you should ask her." You should ask her to marry you. And I said, many, along with her, oh, two years. He went, oh, come on, you got to ask her. And he just lost and he went, I was going to fucking ask her tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like, whatever, 800 people in the venue going, oh, <laughs> And I went, oh, my God, are you joking? He goes, yeah, you ruined it. And her face was just like, what? And I said, have you got the ring with you now? And he said, no, it's at home. I had it all set up at home. And I went, I'll tell you what, do you live far away? And he went, no, I'm five minutes down the road in a, in a taxi. And I said, okay. So I got the security to come in and take him out and yeah. get him a taxi straight away. And, and then we all waited until he came back. Yeah. But you know, if you do something that massive, I couldn't do the gig. I had to sit on the stage and just kind of talk to people because nobody gave a bollocks about the gig at that stage. Yeah. They were just waiting for him to come back in and he came back in. He got the biggest cheers. He came back in and got on stage and asked her and thank God she said yeah. But being a comic, I kind of wish she said no. Because yeah. <laughs> that would have been a brilliant end. <laughs> she would have went, well, no. <laughs> that would have been good. The pressure was on her. Well, I think that women, I think maybe the women in the room here might agree, but... I don't understand why men surprise women and ask them like you know what you'll see them at American football games doing it on TV well, doing and on it stage. In front of loads of people, yeah. But the pressure is massive because well, the lady no, kind of has to say no. Well, maybe I think the guy does it because he has a suspicion the lady's going to say no if he's on his own. Mm. So if he gets her in front of a whole crowd <laughs> where she has to say yeah, maybe that's why they do it. Well, then he'd probably have to get her in front of a crowd for almost every big decision in their marriage. You know, so I've had the house crowded yeah. all the time. There's loads of people looking in the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At their marriage. Yeah. Say, say yes to that. Uh, we're going to have children, yeah. Oh. yeah. And uh, did, you, did you surf, uh, speaking of surfing, did you surf in Australia? Or did you try to surf? I did a lot of surfing. Um, yeah. uh, I still can't. Yeah. Uh, I, the I, I we go to quite a lot. The hinge is brilliant to surf in because it's for uh, babies like me because you can actually surf uh, in your in your depth, <laughs> which is just so crap because proper surfers go right out and you know and they're out out of their depth sitting on the board waiting for the big wave. But I'm literally so paddy Irish. I have it. I have the thing at my hip. And I'm ready. And the wave comes, they hop up. <laughs> and then if I fall off, I just fall into me into, yeah, into me depth. Oh, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, that's so, fine. But then that's in okay. Australia, my arm fell off when I was surfing. You tell us about that. Right? Yeah, I was. I was. Um, I, I, yeah, yeah. That was, that was about when your arm fell yeah, off. I love that. It's great the way you just turned into my mammy there, Joe. Mm. Tell us about that now, that bit, because that bit's really awful. Yeah, well, it sounds amazing. I want to hear that bit. That's where you really hurt yourself. Oh uh, yeah. 
I I was we, we were buggy boarding at this stage, right? And it was me, Charlotte Regan, and Des Bishop, and we were we we Des is an amazing swimmer. Like literally, I've never seen anything like it. He he will disappear into the horizon, and we we're on the beach. Yeah. And me being Paddy Wackery, I just go that hit the man's dead. He's dead. Mm. And the next minute, all you can hear in the distance is yo Jay, yo yo Jay. <laughs> And then in he comes and gets out like a James Bond man and he's back. He's going, man, that was good. And he'd be gone for like half an hour. Yeah. Right? So we, he goes, come on, Jay, you got to get into the wave. I was going, no, I'm grand here, Des. I like being in me. And I was trying to stay in my waist. He goes, man, get the fuck out. you got to do it properly. So he dragged me out. Like, you know, did you ever have a mate that, you know, that always does mad shit but never gets hurt? But you mm. get hurt with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that mad weight, male or female, will go, come on, just do a shot. Come on, they're all right. And then that's when you have your heart attack or your stroke. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, you get, you get in a swing and that snaps when you get on. So, Des, I just knew it. I went, Des, no. He went, come on, man, you'll be all right. So, I got out and this wave, right, just came, right, just came at us. And the, the thing, I don't know, I, I mean, I say it was about, what, eight foot, but Des says it was two. Because <laughs> Des can be right a right pedantic fuck, right? Because he's he's only measuring the wave from the, from the you know, from the actual from top the, level. Wa- okay, yeah. From the water the up. I'm yeah. measuring it from where I'm standing. Yeah. <laughs> That makes so sense. I, I'm going six foot two plus three. Yeah. <laughs> so Des is going, it's only two foot tall, you fucking idiot. So the thing comes down, right? Des turns into a fucking flipper man. I don't know what he did. It didn't affect him at all, jammy fuck. It just, it hit me and it, it was really, because it was a very powerful currents out there. Yeah. So the wave got me and it kind of punched me in the head almost. And it just dunked me. And the boogie board is attached to my left arm. So my left arm just went off that way. And if you imagine my left arm up above my head and you push it behind you all the way, like a clock, and the whole thing just dislocated and snapped out. And I stood up, right? I didn't know which way I was. And I didn't realise my arm was out of its socket, right? I stood up and Des was in front of me and Charlotte. And we were in wetsuits. And I'm going, I go, oh my God, I feel, I feel really weird. And Des goes, you fucking arm, Jay. <laughs> I go, what? And he goes, I think it's behind you. <laughs> It was, oh it was, it was out, and if imagine your shoulder, it was just behind, it was kind of out and behind me, and I couldn't actually, I actually, it was weird, because I couldn't, obviously I could move my hand and my lower arm out of my arm, but the top hip just was stuck, and I, I then turned into, basically, I turned into a traveller, and because, I don't know what happened to me, but I was looking at Desi Pigeon going, I literally was like this, oh my God, Desi, Desi, help me, Desi, Desi. <laughs> That's a true story. And Charlotte Regan's going, is he okay? I'm going, oh, Charlotte, Desi, oh, Jesus, my arm, Desi, Desi. And I thought I was going to pass out because, you know, when you injure yourself or that, your body tries to pass you out. And I feckin' tried it. I stayed awake as much as I could. And Des ran up and down the beach, right? Like something from a movie going, is anybody a doctor? Is there a doctor here? And, and I'm going, Desi, Desi, Desi. <laughs> So this couple find me, and because we we were swimming in um, in around this time of the year, because that's their you know their autumn. Nobody swims in there, so there was no there was oh. no Bondi beaches, even though it was just inside Melbourne, which Bondi's in Sydney. But anyway, <laughs> we it, this couple then said, "Oh yeah, oh we'll drive you." Oh my God, look at your arm, right? So <laughs> drove us up and uh, up to a doctor's, and uh, he was just sitting there having a sandwich because nobody's ever up there at that time of year. And he goes, what's wrong with you? I went, I was going, and Desi goes, his arm, his arm's behind him, right? <laughs> and I go looking at the, the Australian doctor going, please help me. Oh, Jesus, my arm, my arm. <laughs> and still talking like a traveller. And then your man with a sandwich in his mouth then uh, gave me that thing you suck on, not his cock. Right? <laughs> 
which would have been fucking brilliant if he went just yeah, suck, suck just, on this just suck on this this will get rid of the pain <laughs> <laughs> so nice it's the magic wand you'll see on Bondi Rescue they always give it to people it's like a, it literally is like a magic wand and you suck on it and there's some sort of painkiller in there oh okay oh um, I thought it was just a, a, something you'd bite on no no it's oh, like it's, it's a little gas you break it and it just goes and you're off your banang oh okay so I'm just off me banger Des Bishop standing there and, and Jarla Regan oh by the way being great mates try not to laugh right because their mates fucked and then your man just cut my arm and I thought it was going to be like push it back in punch it back in he kind of got it and he lifted it up like that and just kind of clicked it back in and I was like oh my god and he goes and I went how'd you do that and he goes oh I, I do it every fucking day he says <laughs> says the surface come up here with the fucking arm hanging out I'll pop it back in five minutes later they're back in the fucking water right yeah so he's going I'm not going back in the water <laughs> so I went back anyway I then it was only the start of the festival I had to do four weeks, right, with basically kind of concussion and pain. And I got them to put a mattress on the stage because I felt faint every night. So I thought I'd fall there if I went. And so I did the rest of the gig with my arm up in a kind of a slingy thing. Fuck. Came back to Ireland. And because I didn't get an MRI when I was in, in Australia, came back to Ireland and found out that every part of my muscle, my rotator cuff had been ripped. And I'd also completely broken the bone in the top of my shoulder. And I was Shit. fucking gigging with that thing broken. Yeah? Yeah, man. Yeah, you're a hero, man. I, I'm a hero, yeah. And my second quick concussion was I did a gig in Cork where there was an archway, okay? And there was a backdrop covering the archway. And I just thought, I'm going to run as fast as I can through the archway for the laugh. In Cork. Remember in yeah. Sea Limits? Yeah, 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 yeah. I ran yeah. as fast as I could into the wall. The did side you? of it, yeah. And just completely knocked myself out. <laughs> And then stu- stu- there was no archway. There was an archway, but, but I went to jump wall. through it, but I missed it. I ran to the side of it and ran into the wall. And Is this then, like while you were doing a gig? Yeah. And everybody, just, people just couldn't stop laughing because they thought it was part of the gig. Wow. And I went on and did a whole gig in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't see anything? No, it's fucked. Don't yeah. even remember it. I've oh, loads of shit's happened to me. We don't You've have the time. Loads of mad shit. Like I've into. I was talking to PJ Gallagher last a couple of weeks ago, uh, and he you worked with him. Yeah. In this place that rented out uh, lights, was it lights and? Yeah, sound. we did. We did lighting for uh, bands and theatre and fashion shows, and uh, we used to light. We used to ads. But like you did like, all this mad shit. It. We yeah. did. Oh yeah. So in the warehouse, we did terrible mm. things to each other. Mm. So I'd make PJ a cup of tea. And I put tiny little bolts and washers in the bottom of his tea. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd give it to him and I'd wash him and he'd fucking, he'd probably swallow a little washer or something there. And um, we used to plug in cables into the wall, but have a bare end hidden on this end, on the other end. And while PJ was working, I'd just electrocute him in the hand. <laughs> I'd just stick it in his hand and he'd just go fucking flying. And um, we used to tape each other up quite a lot, not in a sexual way. Uh, at least when PJ started, uh, at least once a day we taped him up and put him in a skip, <laughs> like fully taped him, and he just had his eyes just looking out. <laughs> and um, we we once taped him outside to a pole, and these co- yeah they tell you the coppers coming up yeah, and they went what the fuck are you doing? And he was got he literally went they taped me to a pole, and they went you fucking idiot, and they got in the car and left him. <laughs> the coppers didn't even get release him. So yeah, loads of tea, and then they crucified me when I was twenty-one. They they made a crucifix out in in the warehouse, and they hung it in the warehouse like a massive crucifix made out of uh, out of uh, what you call a truss, mm. and they hung it there with Jason XX1 written on it. 
and all day PJ was just pointing to it and the whole warehouse was pointing going oh man so eventually they got me at the end of the day and they, they put me up on it and it's on motors so they brought me up dramatically into the ceiling yeah a bit like for, have you ever seen is it the, is it um, uh, Hannibal Lecter's oh yeah what yeah it's Silence of the Lambs Silence of the Lambs do you know yeah. where he hangs your man in the cage yeah, and yeah. cuts him up and he's hanging from his skin that's what it was like I was hanging from the ceiling hanging out of that thing and they left me up there um, for about, I don't know, maybe within half an hour, I was starting to feel a bit faint. Mm. Because you, cause only Catholics will know this, of course, because Jesus was uh, crucified. And <laughs> any pagans may not know this. But actually, what you would die of on a crucifix is suffocation as opposed to the nails. Because if, if you hold both your arms out, yeah. you, your lungs don't work properly. And eventually, yeah, you'll yeah. just suffocate. So that's what happened. So, so I'm up really there. The lads what? are all having a laugh. Oh yeah, oh by the way, before this, my lung had collapsed three times in the fucking warehouse because I was tall and thin. Me, me, me. Oh yeah, my lung burst. That's what happened, right? Yeah, I know. So, um, what happened? Oh, on the day it burst, by the way, I fell to the ground and PJ went, you fucking idiot. And he started kicking me in the back, right? And I, I, went, I went, PJ, I can't breathe. He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kept standing on me and kicking me, messing. And then he said, he thought he should call an ambulance when I started changing colour. So they fucking crucified me with my like, broken lung. And then my girlfriend came in on that day and went, take him down, he's only got fucking one lung that works properly. <laughs> because before that, they were setting off fireworks into my face and shit and everything. And mm. It was insane. I mean, I know this sounds like that it's this was like just tiny amount of stuff that we did. And mm. we had, I don't know if Peter told you, every Friday we had a hat hour. So you yeah. had to make a funny hat out of something in the warehouse. Mm. So it could be the biggest fucking stupidest hat and uh, from five to six, when people came in, you weren't allowed to mention the hat in your head. So customers. <laughs> so PJ, like, would be dressed as a Mexican. They don't have a cardboard. I mean, a hat that might be six foot in diameter <laughs> on top of PJ's head. And them going, what's with the hats? And PJ going, what hat? And we just, yeah. But what? So obviously you decided then to do stand-up after all that <laughs> yeah we were uh, quite we would yeah. we would have still been there if they didn't close it yeah. we were quite happy sitting in there fucking acting the ball that sounds like the best job ever i mean when i he told me that they sent over a manager from england and you put him in a flight case and sent him off to a gig we yeah, yeah we rang a courier well yeah. they sent this english manager to tell us what to do because the warehouse was in a mess mm. so being irish we taped him up put him in a flight case and rang a courier and the courier put him in a van and the courier didn't know it was in the box and he brought him to the gatey and we, we knew all the lighting people and the gatey then opened the box and seen him in there and then they signed for it closed and sent it back to us <laughs> and the fucking guy nearly died he knew he fucking suffocated but, and then after that uh, a month later it was that guy's birthday so we hung him out of the ceiling by his legs on, the, on a motor and we, we brought him up and down and put his face in and out of a cake on the ground just for about, for about half an hour with him going, you're all in trouble for this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and PJ going, yeah, fuck you. That's fucking class. Oh, oh, you know what's really funny? This is kind of cruel, but fucking such a funny image. Our bosses that, you know, that we worked for just hated us because they knew they couldn't get anybody else in because we knew how to do the job. We, nobody else knew how to do it. Mm. And we only got paid 60 quid a week, right? And so one of the lads, Dieter, uh, Hartfield is his name if he's listening we apologised for your life and he he got fish and chips for his lunch he was starving right and he put them on his on his desk and he went to go to a pit go for a piss and we knew the local tramp he was always up and down the road so we brought him in the tramp and we put him right on Dieter's desk and he let him eat his fish and chips <laughs> 
and Dieter came back from the toilet and this mad looking fucker sitting at his desk eating fish and chips and Dieter just goes I fucking hate the two of you and he got in his car and he drove home he didn't come back that day and then oh and this was the most psychological thing bad thing we did to them um, we uh, we had a you know do you know that song five four three two one, one. Do, 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 yeah. do, 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 five four three two one right yeah. so we got that Brilliant and we, we put it on and at nine o'clock in the morning and it starts off as five four and always that yeah. and it goes do, 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 do. right so we play that over and over and over and over and over again for about two hours. I mean, and the, we, so the, the bosses knew we were taunting them. They were looking out at us and almost you could see them looking at each other going, don't look at the two of them. Don't just pretend we don't know what's happening. Because every time the song ends, you could should listen to that song. It goes, five, four, three, two, one, a dung, dung, like that. And it ends. But then it's so mental when you hear, right so the fucking it went on and on we got two we got three hours right me and pj are literally nearly dying with laughter right and the lads are on the phone to customers they're trying to deal with money and everything and then eventually dealer just came out and went fucking marched over opened the the cd the the, the, the tape uh, deck and he just got the tape smashed it in half <laughs> this is true he threw it in the bin right and went right didn't say it to us and went right back in and then me and Peter just sat there like this was this was just the best thing ever we waited because we'd found a box of them outside <laughs> <laughs> so you just seen Dieter's face all thing he's, next minute he's on the phone and next minute we just go all he hears is five four three and again he stands up and he gets in his car and goes home. <laughs> and we didn't see him for really three days. Oh, that's fucking We just didn't. It was on and on and on. And everybody that worked there went, oh, my God, the shit you and PJ used to do. And we yeah. brought in other people. And we had a little place downstairs where we used to just drink whiskey and shit and all. And mm. we, there was a well. There was a Viking well in the bottom of that. How do you mean? It was an actual Viking well. People came mm. and they, they went, that's a real Viking well you have there. You need to put uh, Perspex over it. <laughs> Perspex. And, yeah, because it was an endless... We didn't know how far it was. Yeah. And me, me and PJ used to drop... Uh, what kind of warehouse was it? It was for uh, light, lights. What kind of warehouse? I'm wondering. Oh, no, it was for, li- for lighting. For light, you know, for like, light. But where was it? Where for, was it? It was in Long Lane. In Where's bes- Long Lane? Beside the Mead Hospital. So it's Long Lane, still there. And underneath someone's house is still a fucking Viking well. But down it is loads of equipment. Because <laughs> me and PJ used to get hammered and drop 16-foot poles down the fucking well. Yeah. Like, for, you know, you'd use that for scaffolding to hang lights off it. And me and PJ would be off our head and we'd just open it and the audience hears, Foom. Then you wouldn't hear a splash? Nope. Fuck knows where it went. Yeah. And we just fucking put the perspex back over and cried laughing. And then... <laughs> but we always got in trouble... When it was stock taken, you know, the stock taken, fuck me, because that was every four months and there was poles missing and bits of fucking, and, and bits, and it was stage weights, we used to fuck stage weights down there. Probably some fella in China is getting hit. I yeah, some guy getting hit with a pole. Probably the, the bloke who was But PJ and me, we always say, people we always say, we'll always sit down, we'll write, we'll do a memoirs on that warehouse thing one day. Because oh, it's too fucking funny. And Andrew Leonard is another lighting guy and he works for like RTE and everything. And, but the funny thing is now, me and PJ are on this side of the lights. And the lads are all still rigging the lights. And they're still going, you pair of bastards. <laughs> I, I did a gig in the Olympia once. And in the middle of it, they switched off all the lights on the stage. 
The, oh yeah? Yeah, the lighting guys. And all you hear is, fuck you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> and they left me in the dark for about five minutes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, like, P- it, PJ said it was the best day of his life. I think it was mine as well. It was yeah. just so funny. And when the warehouse closed, we all stood on uh, flight cases and there was about 10 of us there then and we all sang Born Free the day they closed. <laughs> Can you imagine all being emotional off our bangers and whiskey? Oh, <laughs> and you the bosses that. left and they all were delighted because they all went, they're all going to different careers and me and Peter went and did stand-up. <laughs> I mean, there's a film there or something. There's a sitcom or something. There, there is, but we'd be yeah. so angry if it wasn't caught properly. Yeah, Imagine yeah. If people watching went, oh, that wasn't funny. We'd be like, fucking hell. It really was. <laughs> yeah. So when you when you started in uh, stand up, I presume then that kind of madness. Like, did you even write a set right before you, when you started yeah. doing stand up? Yeah. Well, what I on? did, what I did first of all, my memory. I've I have a really good picture memory because mm-hmm. I I re- actually re- I've just done a memoirs book now, oh, yeah? which is from the age of five to sixteen, and people are going, how the fuck do you remember? Because I, I remember everything in pictures. So tonight I'll remember the lad sitting over there, the girl sitting there, that man sitting there. I'll remember that in a year. I won't forget it. Yeah. But I won't really remember what anybody said to me. But I remember what I can see mm. so um, basically that's what I did when I started because you would have seen me with loads of props when I started yeah, 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 yeah. so I had loads of props that's how I used to remember shit so I do it all with the props and any kind of stories would have to be very cartoony so yeah, yeah. I did I, and I never used to speak to the audience when I started no, yeah. no I just get up there and I just did it and one night I forgot a prop and I went oh shit my timing and I just asked somebody their name and then that was it that's where it started and then I started to mix improv in with yeah. the with the props, and then I just started to get really good at doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then but, I, I, and well, a lot of time when you do like thinking on your feet like that. Well, uh, when you it, started it, off, it was brilliant because like, it didn't you? Did you work with PJ on stage at the very yeah, beginning? PJ yeah, PJ was a prop. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, <laughs> he was. PJ was a prop. Uh, I used to bring. I used to go. Oh, is there any volunteers in the audience? Like that, like in the international bar and <laughs> uh, and every and, and the Haveny Bridge. And PJ just put his hand up. He never speak. And I go, oh, good man, man at the back there. <laughs> And PJ come up and, and uh, we do stupid sketches. And we did a sketch, right, called the Bendini Brothers. Oh, man, which is where, where PJ, ha- uh, me and PJ, we got into tights and put the tights over our, our underpants. And we had uh, no top on and we had just the sleeves of a shirt, right? And we used to do like a stupid balancing act, right? Then Barry Murphy, Ard Lahan and Kevin Gildee, and then you know, they were in a thing called Mr. Trellis. Barry said to me, did you fucking nick our uh, the, the O'Reilly's or something? And I went, what the fuck's the O'Reilly's? Because oh, like, I, I, we hadn't even been to a gig when they, when they, mm. they did something similar. Yeah, yeah. And Barry went, I can't believe I met somebody as, well, yeah. as mental as us yeah. has actually done, done the same thing. Yeah. So we did shit. We used to, we used to lean but, on each um, other. Uh, did, when you brought PJ up, at one point mm. he used to just put elastic bands on his head. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just well, no, PJ was standing beside me and he'd, put, and he'd go, one rubber band. And he'd put one on him. Yeah. And then he put two rubber bands, and he put like he get to about twenty, mm. and he just looked disfigured, because mm. it's really funny when you it do is that. It's funny when he's all like that. All, all he looks like a golf ball on the outside. I know it was brilliant. So he would do that and then sit down. That was it. <laughs> That's what was great about it. And then I, I would there have was to, no I'd reason except it was just fucking funny. Yeah, there was mad shit. Uh, the maddest sketch we ever did that no one would ever laugh at was uh, self defense in burnt toast. Which was uh, basically PJ as a volunteer would hold some burnt toast out like you know out in front of him, like as if it's going to be a dangerous trick, 
and I would I would approach him and then go back again, then approach him and then go back again, I, as if I couldn't do it. And PJ would go like hug me and go, "Come on, it's okay, you can do it." I went, "Oh, geez, okay." Very nervous. I haven't done this for a while, and he'd hold it out, and then I get the I'd be brave, and then I take out a plate and a and a knife, and I'd scrape the burnt toast onto the plate. <laughs> and literally, people just stared at us. <laughs> Gone. I don't think we should do that sketch anymore. <laughs> but I loved it because it was mental. I went, that's self-defense and burnt toast, PJ. It's fucking brilliant. No. So we did, yeah, loads, yeah. Did and then we went down, then we went down to the laughter lounge and I had a yeah. night on there on Sunday nights yeah. where we would do sketches with Paddy Courtney, Des Bishop, John Henderson and everybody and they, we could do some mad sketches like that mm. and um, and then we would, uh, oh my God, Jesus, I just realised how mad they were because mm-hmm. it used to be like, PJ would go, and, and now a man and now, a, and now a very posh man and I would just go out in, the, in front of the mic in a smoking jacket and a pipe and go <laughs> and that's all I did <laughs> and then I go thank you and good night <laughs> and the audience were fucking it was getting a very like Vic and Bob big night out it was like yeah, yeah. we eventually would get our crowd who would laugh at us but yeah. lots of people used to walk out and shit and leave and everything yeah, but it was, it was very Vic Reeves and Bob Morton. It was right? mental. Ish. Yeah, I met, I, and then I, I, I ended up becoming uh, mates with Vic then. Yeah? And uh, telling him all about the mad shit, and he was going, fucking hell, that sounded brilliant. Yeah, And yeah. we both, um, I used to do a thing where I used to listen to people's brains, and I had it taped, and I would take it away like that, and I'd go like that. I'd hear little arguments in their heads, and then uh, Vic went, oh my God, we used to do that on the ground, listening for Indians coming. All right. Coming. <laughs> And so we had quite, we had yeah, more yeah, or less yeah. the same mad shit going on. Yeah, so yeah, it was I great. Because I remember meeting you in Edinburgh one day and you were looking for a leaf blower for some reason. Did you use that on stage? Oh yeah. You know one of those big yeah, leaf blowers? That, oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work at all. No. Um, I had a kite and I tried to get a member of the audience to run across the stage. I was trying to fly a kite in the venue with a leaf blower. It didn't work? No. no. It never worked ever, any night. But I was mental. I did it every night. Is it, yeah. yeah, I did it every night. Oh, and in that room, what oh, that just reminded me, um, a, a woman went to the toilet. There was 160 people in that room. I'll never forget it. It was mm. like a barn. It's in the Pleasance. Yeah. And the uh, she went to the toilet and I said to them, let's hide. And they looked at me and I went, no, no, come on, let's hide. There's an exit door here. So I kicked it open and everybody came out. The whole 160? 159. Well, 159. Yeah. All were in the alleyway like this. And she, your woman came in because everybody left their coats and their bags on the on the on the chairs. Mm. And the woman came in and she looked around and then went, no, and then walked out, and then came back in again. And then this is no fucking lie, sat down in her seat yeah. on her own. <laughs> yeah. She said, no, what happened? And then I kicked open the door and went surprise. <laughs> And she nearly fucking died. And it took another 10 minutes to see everybody then. Ah, so. But it was great. It was that, brilliant. That's amazing. I mean, that reminds like to Steve Martin. You ever hear that story of Steve Martin when he got the whole audience to come with him to and they found an empty swimming pool and oh. he got the audience in the pool and then he swam across. Oh, brilliant. I love that shit. Yeah, yeah he was good at that. And then so mm. was, um, oh my God, I've forgotten his name now. Jim Carrey played him and he died. Yeah, Andy. Andy used to do all that. Oh, Andy yeah. Kaufman got the audience and brought them all off for milk and cookies on oh, buses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love anything like that. You know, I mean, when I do a gig, I just love stuff. I mean, I have all my stuff ready, but if anything like that spontaneous happens, mm. that can never happen again. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, like this is kind of a beautiful story. This woman was sitting in the front row in Edinburgh last year, mm-hmm. and she was, she was about 65. And I said, oh, are you on your, are you on your own there? 
And she went, yeah, there was no, there was, it was sold out. There was only one ticket left. And I went, oh, are you, are you on your own in Edinburgh? She goes, no, I'm with my husband. I went, oh, where is he? And she goes, oh, he's outside in the, in the, he's waiting for me in the courtyard until you finish. And I went, is he on, is he on his own? She goes, yeah. I went, what the fuck? So I got someone at the end. I went, you get up and fuck off and sit on the ground over there. And I got everybody to move up one. And I said, what's his name? And she goes, uh, Arthur. So I got all the rate, all this, the security guards. I said, find Arthur and bring him in. Mm. And they're all gone. And all you hear in the radio was like, Arthur, does anybody know where Arthur is? Arthur, Arthur. And then I said, do you know? She goes, I know where he is. I went, you're going to go and get him. And yeah. she went, yeah, okay, I'll go and get him. And she went down the courtyard and then he came in, right? And he had no idea what was going on. Mm. And as he came in, Fucking a thousand people were going, Arthur, Arthur, Arthur. <laughs> and he was just like looking, going, What the fuck have you said to these people? Yeah. And he sat down and he was a lovely man and he was sitting with, with his missus and her name was Derry. Mm. And I'll never forget her name, Derry, Derry and Arthur. And uh, she was talking to him and I said, What are you doing? She goes, Oh, I'm just telling them what's, what's happened. You know, it says, Oh, yeah, that's cool, keep going. So afterwards they waited mm. and uh, he said to, to meet me. And uh, Arthur goes, hey, man, listen, thanks. He goes, that's like, that was probably the best day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I go, was it? And she goes, and she was kind of weeping. Mm. And I was going, oh, it's okay. You know, it was really nice. And she goes, yeah, I know. She goes, we were supposed to be in a beta or something or somewhere mental like that. Yeah. They were traveling through, but he was too ill to, to, to move on. Yeah. So that's why they stayed in Edinburgh. And I went, what do you mean you're too ill? Me fucking mouthpiece here. And he goes, oh, I've got terminal cancer. I'm terribly ill with lung cancer. And, uh, she, and we had recorded that gig and I went, oh my God, really? He goes, yeah, yeah, but thanks a million for that because, you know, I Jesus. won't forget it. And we sent the tape on. So I, I don't actually even know if he's still alive now. Yeah. But he was a doctor as well. Uh, he was, mm. I don't know what type of doctor. That is but amazing. Wasn't that amazing? Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of shit that, uh, that when you do gigs and I've had loads of people say to me afterwards, oh, thanks a million. I really needed that. I had a terrible mm. day or my dad died or someone or awful or whatever or whatever's going on in someone's life. That live comedy is just mm. brilliant. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it makes you, it, it really, if you're feeling shite, it's great mm. to go and watch live comedy. And it, if you're feeling shy, it's great to perform live comedy. I think, uh, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. Well, I, I had that. Yeah, yeah, I've had mad times in my life and then mm. I went on stage and you just kind of block it out. Can yeah, you do, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. You're, you're, and you just yeah. fucking go for it. And yeah. it's, sometimes you can have a great gig it's when your emotions are high. Yeah, because you really want to be in the moment. Yeah, you That's do. You and, yeah. and, you know, it's yeah. just, mm. it's, it's like free therapy. Mm-hmm. for us <laughs> so I wasn't feeling great tonight I thought I'd come into the bottom of the stag's head and <laughs> and talk to you a free and, and, and a handful of strangers <laughs> with, with microphones and an agent from LA and an agent from yeah. LA thanks yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're no no she's still there she's there though she is oh we're oh not going until she's gone <laughs> <laughs> the minute she leaves it's fucking <laughs> gig's over <laughs> Anyway. So and so you're actually writing a memoir of of from five to uh, you you won't write that about before five. No. I can't remember. I remember when I was born. Well, well, I do say when I was born, obviously, because yeah. I know where that was. But then I yeah, my well, first hey, memory. Where, where, my, where are you? Fucking hyper! You must have been a hyper kid. You must have been a. I mad was so, kid. I was so hyper that when I was in the Isle of Man on holidays, my mother brought me to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he went, "What are you doing here? Is he sick?" And she went, "No, he just won't stop running around the hotel room." And she, and she went and he went well he's just missing his friends I was literally sitting like on the chair like this right yeah. I was fucking mad as a kid yeah was it diagnosed with anything no I was just, like now kids you know kids you, have ADHD yeah. and DOSF and LMN and what what's that 
too, too many, many skittles. skittles. No, I don't think so. I think I was just a proper broken kid. But we, we weren't diagnosed then. I think it's also known as a prick. <laughs> a little prick. You know, like when you're in someone's house now and there's a kid hanging out your curtains and they go, I'm very sorry, he has F-O-H-O-H-E-O. But, you know, years ago, your mother would have just fucking booted a little fucker. <laughs> Get off me curtains. So, yeah, I was quite... I was an annoying hyper, though, because mm. I, I lived in a housing estate, you know, mm. with loads of other kids, and we just did loads of mad shit together. Right. But I went on holidays to the Isle of Man. Yeah, that's in my book, nine years in a row. Which nine is, years in a row you went yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. With all my cousins, we fucking had a great time. Yeah. We used to rob everything. Because <laughs> you weren't allowed to rob in the Isle of Man, so everything That's was open. cats have no tails. Well, yeah, everything was open. Everything was just open. So we used to just reach into shit and just rob it. It was great. We got around like, I remember one night just sitting on the beach with a box of flakes. <laughs> <laughs> no ice cream. Just me and my cousins. OD and on the beach with flakes. <laughs> And the fucking, I'm going back to our mum and dad's and they were just locked. They didn't even notice how much chocolate fucking faces you know, covered and shit, you know? So yeah, yeah. Sounds like heaven. So my whole memoirs thing is all about growing up. It's child, it's just, it's really good. Because uh, Moonboy did, you know, the kind of country, country style job, you know That's what I common. mean? Yeah. Yeah, and then mine's kind of Dublin. It's not really, it's not working class, but it is working class, but it's not, we, we aren't poor, we weren't rich. Mm. So it's that middle bit, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's all a bit like camping and school and, and girlfriends mm. and all sorts of stuff. I had to change the name of my first girlfriend though. Because they said you, they, she might notice that. Because her name was Orna Ryan O'Brien. So, there yeah. Was, yeah, there was no hiding that. It wasn't like, you know, Amanda Hayden or something. It was like Orna Ryan O'Brien. You'll have to change that to something else. So, she, yeah. She well, was, the, fir- said it now, she was the first fiddly I felt. I got such a shock. Yeah? She was two years older than me. Okay. And, and What yeah, age were you? I, I felt her fiddly. I fucking, I'll never forget as long to live. What age were you? I was about 13. Jesus, that young. Yeah, but that was so felt her fiddly and her and but she used to just stick her tongue in my mouth for hours. I didn't know what to do. And <laughs> I did, I just I just she just she just kinda of wedged me into a tree and just would just off she'd go, working away on me. And yeah. I just put my hand on her fiddly now and again, not knowing what to do, of course. And then and a bit well, of Well was it something that you were enjoying or was it something? Oh I loved it. Alright, okay. Yeah. I didn't really know what was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean yes. I wasn't being I mean I wasn't being abused. I mean if I was I wouldn't be stopping her. Mm. <laughs> You know, it was it was it was good abuse. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. there's bad abuse and good abuse. It's a bit like good aids and bad aids. I remember uh, my first em- uh, embarrassing erection. I was watching Columbo at the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, that. No, there was a, a nice uh, swab oh, woman on. Oh, wasn't you her. getting the horn? Oh, was Turn me on. He but, was wonky uh, eye. No, but I think was... he was investigating. <laughs> who was in the room? The, uh, my parents, and, oh, and I, I needed to go up. Uh, they said it's time to go to bed, and I was like, Shit. "Yeah, I'll just go in a minute because I didn't <laughs> want to stand up." And uh, fuck it, the horn of Columbo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I the, the, well, my dad rented Porky's, which was you can Google it if you don't know what that is. That movie I haven't it, seen it, but I knew he I rented. It we had a video recorder. Nobody knew what were all, what movies were, and he, and your man just gave him Porky's and went, "I think you'll enjoy this, Paddy." Right, me dad went, okay. And he sat down, me mum and me sisters and all sat around it. And Porky's is a, like bachelor parties and they were like uh, these fret type boys and they were like, yeah. they were, uh, you know, uh, college heads and mm. there was just women in showers. Oh my God, the embarrassment. And like my, like now, if that was me, I'd stand up and go, fuck, you're not watching that to my kids. Yeah. But my mum and dad were so Catholic and embarrassed. They just, we all just sat there. We just <laughs> rode through it. <laughs> and as good Irish people, 
we ignored the situation in front of us. <laughs> and I was pumping with sweat. Me uh, dad was sweating and me ma uh, was just fucking flinching yeah. and dying for it to be over. And um, it ended and, and that was it. <laughs> no more videos for my dad to rent. But you know what? And there was an awful lot of uh, porny type TV on BBC during the late 70s. Are you, you know, well, like uh, a Channel lot, 4. Like the, Swee- the Sweeney would have uh, topless girls on it. Would they? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. Would I remember th- one episode where they were in a strip club and they were oh. in the in the back in the office where yeah. the guy just uh, does Doing the, the accounts or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But a girl came in and he and he said, oh, "Take your top off or whatever." And she took her top off and he had a weighing scales <laughs> and he weighed her one of her tits. What? And uh, he's going, "Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, you've got a job." You know what, what I mean? Like- <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean. Those were scripts. Those. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Those, I mean, you know, TV is n- rubbish now. I mean, they were really heavily taught out scripts. Uh, I know, yeah. it's not fucking disgrace. It's fucking mental. But it's, I mean, yeah, the only yeah. thing that we, I mean, because I'm a little bit younger than you, not much younger than you. And uh, we would, we, when Channel 4 came along, oh my oh, God, yeah, we'd pretty. be praying for fucking subtitles. Because once the subtitles came on, it was <laughs> fucking fiddly diddly deedle. <laughs> and you, we only had one telly. So you'd fucking be praying they'd all go to bed or your bigger brother would stay out because you'd have to have the fastest wank ever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Into the mm. fire, probably. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't be leaving it anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, you'd be just be French subtitled. Well, the sperms went straight to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you'd burn yourself with a rock. <laughs> It'd be beside there just for the sin, the sin of it all. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we were innocent. I mean, and we had uh, what we used to call hedge porn when I was a kid. All so right. you'd go along the hedges looking for a porno. What? Yeah, because out, like, because outflas, it'd be like maybe your outfla or somebody else's outfla had to fuck the mag into a bush afterwards. Because <laughs> the, the, are you serious? Yeah, your ma would catch him. So we'd go along, and we'd find some hedge porn, and um, yeah, it was always in someone's hedge. We'd find it. And I remember when the lads get finding a porn mag, and we were like about 14, 13, well, 12 even. Mm. And I was going, oh my God, look at that, that's, a ma- that's amazing. So we ripped it up and we all took a page home. <laughs> and I had a page, that's how, that's how, I mean, the internet now is just, because we have kids, not so awful. All I had was a page. Yeah. And yeah, I called yeah. her Annie. And it was just. <laughs> called the page Annie. Yeah, she was my girlfriend for ages. <laughs> and she was in the, my drawer. And What's she oh, looked like. Well, she, I remember she was just kind of sitting in a field, topless. With like loads of flowers around her, ah. and I just thought, uh, I, I yeah, I could marry a lady like that. <laughs> and then my ma found it. Oh my god! And she literally punched me with it in her hand, freaking out, yeah. going, "What the fuck is this?" And started lamping me and lamping me with it. And then you know, fucking me dad, because you know we were always afraid of our dad, but he, my dad was always cool. He always backed us up, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he never hit us right. My ma used to belt us all the time, so. Uh, but in the night, you know, the nice we weren't fucking abused too badly. <laughs> so she beat the fuck out of us, and then my dad came home, and my mum was waiting, and she goes, "Look, I found his dog. Look, I fucking found his dog." And my dad just looked at me, and went, "Come on yourself." <laughs> and then my mum went, "Yeah, fucking useless you are." So my dad used to back us up. Oh, my mum once caught us with cigarettes with uh, ten John Player Blue. I put it down the front of my trousers. You know, right there. Yeah. You know, and I used to hide a little box at the front of your trousers, behind your zip. Like your, like your ma was a fucking idiot. 
and we walked in my ma went uh, uh, she kind of followed me upstairs we made, me and me, me mate Carl went upstairs to stash me in my bedroom and I took out the cigarettes had them on my bed and my ma walked in and went I fucking knew it you pair of bastards and then she looked at me mate Carl McDermott you're dead right I'm telling your mother and then my dad was uh, was in his bedroom he came out and he went what's going on what the fuck right yeah. and my ma went look I found them cigarettes and my dad went oh there they are I was fucking wondering where they were <laughs> And he took them and he said they were his. I mean, my mom went, I know they're not yours, you lying bastard. He goes, they are, yeah, they are. But he had to smoke John Player Blue for the day and he hated John Player Blue because yeah. he had smoked at Carol's. So he took, the, took a hit for the boys and he smoked it away. And then my dad's parental advice always, he just looked at me and went, he just looked at me and went, don't be a fucking idiot. That's all he said. Yeah, yeah. And that was me not to ever do that again. That was all I needed. God, that's pretty, that reminds me actually, you know, uh, we used to do a gig sponsored by Carol Cigarettes. Oh, Jesus. Like, this is mad. Like, the Carol Cigarettes used to sponsor a comedy tour yeah. and give out, it, and we played to students, and they'd give out free cigarettes to the students. We'd give out, do you remember? We, we'd give them out. We used it? to throw cigarettes into the fucking and audience. They, and they were Carol cigarettes, they were horrible yeah. cigarettes. And do you remember, um, there's another comic yeah. friend of ours called Patrick McDonald. Yes, I know this, this is yeah. brilliant. Too. So Patrick didn't smoke, but he was so mean, he didn't want to give away his cigarettes. Because yeah. we all got 40 or 60 each, yeah. so we took up smoking. <laughs> That's just brilliant. Until the tour was over. Yeah, and, and then he stopped. <laughs> I went, why don't you give them to somebody else? Oh, no, no, I wouldn't mind doing that. And smoke. But yeah, giving out free cigarettes. I know, and they're... In, pa- they're... And in packs. And then, yeah. actually, when, I, when we were in Edinburgh a long time ago, in the 90s, there was these Marlborough girls that went around. Yeah. And they would... Uh, basically, if you had uh, three cigarettes in your pack, they would give you a fresh pack of cigarettes for free and a lighter. So fucking hell, you know, Irish people, we're just the worst in the world, but we're great as well. So in the bar, the only, all you could see was only the Irish comics fucking emptying their cigarettes into their coat <laughs> to make sure there was only three in it when the girls came along. Because they could see them coming and the girls went, because the girls were different each night. And yeah. We had fucking mountains of Marlborough. <laughs> and I had about 10 Zippos by the end of that. It was fucking great. I don't know. You know, and then, oh, and then Edinburgh, I suppose, is also, with, uh, do you remember where you were when Lady Diana died? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was I was driving uh, to sh- uh, shoot a f- small short student film. Yeah, were you? Yeah, I was in my car. It was a it was a, a, a Jetta. It was a Volkswagen, Volkswagen Jetta. Jetta. Good car. Is that one point two? Farmer's car. A farmer is that a farmer's uh, yeah, car? Yeah, they all have jet. They used to have Jettas. Yeah, yeah, my dad had a it's Ford, reliable car. Ford well, Cortina. Where, 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 where were you when? Oh, when? I was on the steps yeah. off me Benanger because it was the last night of Edinburgh. Yeah, and somebody said that uh, Lady Diana had died, and all mm. the comics were fucking devastated. Because really? the yeah. festival had just ended. So you can imagine if, we'd, if she had died at the start of the festival. Yeah. It would have been fucking brilliant. Because we would have fucking ripped, ripped the piss out of her. Yeah. Uh, and we yeah, all yeah, just yeah, went, yeah. oh, bollocks. Shit. <laughs> I can't believe she's dead. All that good material, yeah. And then my favourite quote then was, um, I then, uh, a, li- a little, a couple of weeks, yeah, well, a week, whatever, whenever she was buried, mm. uh, that was Dylan Moran's wedding, wedding day. Yeah. And Dylan, I went to Dylan's wedding in London and uh, Dylan rang me and went, uh, Jason, just want I'm ringing everybody just to say that um, you need to leave early because uh, London's full of dead princesses. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it's pretty busy out there. So uh, could you maybe leave an hour later? <laughs> it's fucking full of dead princesses. Oh. So yeah, God fuck me. So yeah, mayhem, mm. mayhem in Edinburgh and everywhere. I don't know. I can't believe I'm doing it 21 years though. Is that, is that how long you're after? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fucked. fucked. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. me and PJ are still waiting for our bosses to call us back and go. That's enough. 
come back into the light and warehouse now. I think it's definitely something should happen there at the over the Viking well. <laughs> definitely. Over the Viking well, yeah. yeah. Fuck that's no. I need to work out whose house that because I can go up to that long lane, I can go, it's that house because I know where that well is. I know exactly where that well is and just go, there is a well underneath your living room. Now, could, is that down near uh, off Clambrassa Street or off? It's Can- where Connor Lambert used to live and oh, where right. Dave O'Doherty lives. Okay, yeah. Well, everyone will know that then. Yeah, okay. There yeah, we go. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like they're all going to go down and knock on all those doors and go, Dave O'Doherty? No, Dave O'Doherty. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, thanks a million for, doing, for uh, dropping in. Well, thanks for uh, uh, talking to me. We're doing a few gigs with you in the Jest Yeah, we're, I was going to say, we're in Jest Fest at the weekend. In, in Wexford, yeah. Which is, this is a but festival that's never been done before, so we're looking forward to that. That should be good, yeah. yeah. By the time this goes out, anyway, the festival will be over, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, but listen, uh, let's hear for Jason Byrne. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Dean, are you going to do another song? Anyway, the podcast is called Pod Rooney. Uh, it's uh, it's on iTunes, and it's free. It's fucking free. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, what are you what is what are you going to do, Dean? So this one is the follow up to the uh, Give Me a Chance one. This is where I was I was given a chance, and things got much brighter, and uh, wiped the slate clean. And this one is so aptly titled uh, New Beginnings. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm on a rock. Some say it's their rock. I should have wrote it down. It will come back round again I'm talking about a new beginning Talking about a new beginning The more I'm told stop The more I keep pushing You never slow me down I will come back round again I'm talking about a new beginning Talking about a new Talking about a new beginning. 
talking about a new beginning. Oh, yeah. Talking about a new beginning. I'll take the Thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming tonight. Give it up for uh, Dean Gurry and Jason Byrne. And thanks to Jack Cody for the beer. Thank you. Good night. I'm Paul Conlon on drums. Thank you very much. And the Roach on sound. Yeah, so there you are. Nice one. That, that's the song that Dean just played. Yeah. yeah. The song you're shooting a video for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. New beginning. New beginning. Um, yeah, we, we have plans. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, fantastic songwriter, you know. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, really, like, you know, wow. Yeah. Like, uh, he's, yeah. He, he's, he, he, you know, he's... Um, He's got more songs in him. Put it out. More songs in him. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. And uh, if it's your first time listening, you know, there's lots more. There's another 47 to, to listen to. And there's give me a, give me a star rating on uh, iTunes. Give me feedback. I'm on uh, Twitter at Joe Rooney one www.joerooneycomedian.com for any dates uh, coming up. Um, and uh, this this Jack Cody's is great, isn't it, Sid? Yeah, love the puck. <sighs> ah. And thanks to Jack Cody's. Thanks to Ender Roach for production. Andrew Mangan for the the uh, studio production. Uh, Ender Roach for the live production. Thanks to Danny Rooney for the music. Thank you, Sid, for joining me on the uh, outro here. Thank, yeah. thank you so much, Joe and Jack. Cody, keep making beer. And thanks to Sligo for giving you a place to live. Yes. It It provided me with a roof. (laughs) Thanks to Ben Bolman for just existing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And a great shape it is. And fish. Yes. For jumping on your hook. 
Yes or not? Yeah or not, as it yeah. happened the other yeah. day. Eight hours? <clears throat> Eight hours and nothing. Nothing. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, talk to you. And next week... That's uh, how good I am. <laughs> <laughs> next week we have Neil Delamere's on next week. Uh, talk to you. See you. Bye. Ciao, ciao. something it's smiling at me but not a friendly smile the worst smile i've ever seen in my life do you see it right now smile rated r only in theater september 30th